She might be waifu, by the way. She might be waifu? I don't know. She's fucking badass, dude. Nah, you know, she is totally badass. Yeah. No, wait, wait, save it for the podcast. <laughs> save it for the recording. <laughs> I'm really curious now, though, who you're, who you're alluding to there. I'm very, very curious. There's only one strong female. No, that's not, not oh, true. That I know exactly what you're yeah, talking there's about. The, there's only one other. Of course you would be yes. the Boshi guy. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course. Because you're a leper and you long for human touch. And she's the only one who will touch you. Shut up. Jay, you ready? (laughs) I am ready. (laughs) All right, you want to do the clap? Welcome back to Anime Shmanime. What the fuck is up? We're back. Shmeebs. Where apparently I am very, very sick and I long for human touch. And yeah. Well, lepers, <laughs> lepers are humans too, Mikey. Yes, I understand that. This got really dark real fast, well, considering this is going to be a very dark one. It was inside 10 seconds, dude. It was like yeah. 10 second mark. You got dark. It was before I hit the clap. It was dark. We're just backpedaling a little bit. Should we keep calling it a clap or, or should we call it a snap? Because I feel like when we call it a clap, we just keep alluding to STIs. Let's leave it fluid. All right, cool. Sounds good. I love, Bod- the, I love the clap. Bodily fluids. <laughs> you look good. Right? The fuck are we talking about, guys? Well, we're talking about Princess Mononoke. Talking about motherfucking Pimo people. This is yes. part of what a little Ghibli Ghibli yes. celebrate. Ghibli, yeah. Ghibli yes. celebration. Let's go Ghibli. So Ghibli. Miyazaki's birthday was on January fifth, and so in honor of him, we are doing a back-to-back episode of Miyazaki movies. And I would have to say this is definitely my favorite one. Same. Probably, yeah, out of prob- all of them. probably same. Also, yeah. Um, to the point where, like, I, w- I don't have a description for this. Like, I usually come up with something pseudo-clever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'll say about this movie is this movie has been in my top five favorite films mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. like, 15 years of my life. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I it's, think it's I think definitely one of them. As somebody who always gets hung up on art and talks about art, yeah, I think from an art standpoint, mm-hmm. this might be the best movie I've ever seen artistically. I mean, we like we've the, talked... the best film like of like artistically art, of art. art artistically. Yeah, I think this might like it's it's hard for me to think of something that I would say like trumps this from an art from a strictly strictly art standpoint that's a that's a I'm big so excited big, right yeah. now just hearing you say that dude because i agree like i'm not an art guy yeah. but i feel validated because you feel the same way no, I, do. I, I do i do feel like creativity creativity why Crea- creatively, creatively. creatively. Yeah, holy fuck why can't i speak um is definitely up there but there's so many other ones by the way guys if you're just tuning in we're gonna spoil the shit out of princess mononoke and if you haven't seen this movie what the fuck have you been doing with you your life? You fucked up. Yeah, you fucked up hard. I'm watching sh- the wrong movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turn off Wednesday on Netflix right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And go watch Princess uh, Mononoke. Not an anime guy growing up, but this movie made its way into my life and like I was better for yes. it. This movie, yes. like most Ghibli, is bigger than anime. Yeah, it really is. It's actually, I would honestly feel like this and Totoro are probably, and maybe Spirited Away, are, are bigger than Ghibli itself at this point. Because I gotta say, I do have to give 
give this more points than Spirited Away for being the bigger than anime. Yeah. Spirited Away is very much an anime movie. Yes. This movie is something else. It's its own thing. Yes. It is one of the most violent as far as uh, Miyazaki movies go, right? Like it's very, very mature. Yeah, very, very mature. Yeah. Um, and I guess I think that's the other thing too, right? Like most, most uh, of Ghibli's movies, they usually have a strong female character in them. And this one is not short of that. No. But it, it's just in 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 uh like a, such a grittier view of how humans are just, you know, parasites really. Not right, to mention Earth. when you talk about strong female characters, two strong female characters with very obvious flaws mm-hmm. that then they get to grow from uh-huh. by the end of the movie. It's a great point, dude. You know it's what I mean? a really great point because you get so caught up in, you know, villain, hero, yeah. these like typical tropes that mm-hmm. I, one thing I love about Ghibli movies is that he brings in the humanity to all of his characters. Yes. It doesn't yes. matter if it's you know the most despicable villain. There's there's a human element brought in no matter what. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get ahead of myself. I don't even remember when I was gonna make this point, but something interesting about this movie is there's no villain. No, there's no bad guy in this movie. No, not really. Not there's really. a lot of conflict, and there are antagonists. Sure. Yes. But I wouldn't call any one of them villains because a lot of them have very altruistic this, motives. Okay, so I just taught these two fantasy fuckers what Grimdark is. <laughs> well, so we knew all about Grimdark. You, know, you, you, just didn't. Laid, you just gave you me know your name. You, didn't. you told you, us about the stupid nerd word you thought up for it, dude. <laughs> no, it's not a stupid nerd word. He also schooled us on motherfucking wyverns <laughs> and dragons, an hour ago. And we're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> but what I am saying, this is the fucking Grimdark version of a Ghibli movie. All right. I'll give you that. Yeah, right. Like it's it. it, I'll give you that. There is no clear black and white. It's all gray. It's all about like. I have a clever description then. What? It's Fern Gully meets Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Right. Got some dire wolves. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, the dire wolves maybe, but like (laughs) the other shit where we're like incest and like. Well, we People fucking. We only saw a little slice of what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fair. I don't know. I, I mean, uh, I, I think there's definitely some arguments that can be made that like, Lady Eboshi displays some villainous yeah. qualities. Sure. Chico uh, as well, being another one that, like, you know, does some despicable shit. You know? You're right. People do some bad things, yeah. right? But, You're right. But, but I, they do I, it in, for, like, their idea of justice well that's the thing is is yeah the, the movie does a really good job at framing these different people and their different walks of life and what's important to them and what they mm-hmm. view as sacred or or important or useful you know yeah. what i mean and they all have different pressures yeah that they're facing as well you know what i mean the the the, the creatures of the forest don't have to worry about a, a, an angry daimyo coming mm-hmm. after them mm-hmm. yeah. with fucking samurai to yeah. kill them yeah. yeah you know what i mean that's not a, a threat that they face therefore how could they possibly Expect to know what the people of Irontown are dealing with, yeah, you know, like, yeah. sure. so that's what I mean. Like they do a really good job at humanizing everybody, and that's that's just fucking Ghibli, man. Like yep. that's mm-hmm. that's why that's what makes his movies so yep. heartbreaking sometimes too. And I guess the reason I say there's no villain is because there. I want to say there's no evil. Maybe is a better way to place it to say it. Mm-hmm. And in the end, anyone who you would call an antagonist gets redemption. 
Uh, I don't know if I completely agree because I think there is a, an underlying evil there, right? Where you have the humanity, like humans fucking up the forest, and then it's the whole idea where you have two factions that can't come to terms or agree on how to live harmoniously, right? And it's always, you know, one side or the other trying to yeah. take back what they believe is theirs. I agree with you that about that, but I'm not sure I would label that as evil on either side. Here's the thing, though. Mm -hmm. I, th I think there there is evil at play in this story, but we just never see it. Because it's to me, I think the evil is is the the emperor. It is the the higher ups, Very even good above point. the daimyo. Very good because point. Because that's what's happening is you're getting this trickle down pressure yeah. onto Lady Eboshi and Iron Town yeah. from the higher ups, yeah. mm -hmm. from the actual evil arist arist aristocracy. Yeah. yeah, that's actually malicious and actually yeah. trying to take advantage of the lower working class mm -hmm. and all the people of iron town are trying to survive yeah mm -hmm. they're trying to make it in a world that is hostile towards them mm -hmm. that doesn't want them to get ahead and therefore it's hard to look at them as being evil or malevolent in their intent yeah right so there's evil at play here they just never really show up for sure mm -hmm. we and never you, see it if you want to talk about sucking miyazaki's dick for his birthday <laughs> talk about <laughs> finesse <laughs> <laughs> to make that the main element of evil in your movie, and we don't—it's not there. So you're finessing your fellatio. No, right now? he's a—he's a master <laughs> yeah. of finesse. Yeah, you know what I mean. He, yes. he, he, and I will suck his dick for it <laughs> yeah. from the grave because it's brilliant. He, that's the thing. It's—it's—it's it's, it's, yeah. it's like it's like seeing something splash in water, right? Yeah. We're seeing the ripples. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't see what made the splash. Yeah. But he's made the ripples so interesting. Yeah. That yeah. we don't care what made the yeah. splash. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because the yeah. The wavelength effect that we're getting from this story, that the way it trickles all the way down to these tribes, yeah, mm -hmm. is in, super enthralling. I mean, you're, I'm, I was just every time I've seen this movie, I've just been fucking glued to it. From, Same, yeah. From I don't one know of, how from many times one I've of, this movie. I think the most exciting, incredibly well put together opening scenes bro mm -hmm. we'll get any movie we'll, ever we'll lay that out when we get to the plot but same dude yeah man yeah this starts so good okay let's oh, uh good. jump if we if you mind yeah right yeah. into senpai's corner let's yeah, do, yeah let's, let's fucking, hop into yeah, it yeah let's hop into some senpai so i'm curious because i don't aside from seeing this movie a million times i don't know anything about it yeah um so princess mononoke uh or in japanese mononoke hime is a 1997 Japanese animated epic historical fantasy film. It's a lot of genres. <laughs> uh, written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. So this is one written and directed by the master, which you don't always get both Yeah, with mm -hmm. Ghibli stuff. You After seeing it, you wish you did. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's always the best when he's controlling everything. Yeah. Um, uh, animated by Studio Ghibli for Tsukuma Shoten, Nippon Television Network, and Densu. The film stars the voices of Yoji Matsuda, Yuriko Ishida, Yuko Tanaka, and Kaoru Kobayashi. Can I just interject real quick and talk about the dub voices? Because uh, Billy Bob Thornton as Jiko is fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's goddamn brilliant. I had a feeling yeah. you watched that. But they, you know what? I watched the dub every time in my entire life. This time I watched the sub. Oh, wow. Interesting. You're welcome. But okay. the dub, but there was two versions of the dub. I watched whichever one was like the Sony Pictures release. I think that probably... Whichever one had Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, I think that that one was the original. I yeah. can't remember, but there was two. There was two different dubs because um, when this first came over to North America, they were still trying to figure out how to dub an anime okay. properly, yeah. right? Like, like also the localization was still kind of weird. Yeah, and so then they did that one, and then they did uh, something a little bit more proper to the movie. Interesting. Afterwards. Hmm. 
Well, the dub is this movie to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, al- and always will be. I'm sorry. I'm not um, actually sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. So Princess Mononoke is set in the late Muromachi period of Japan, approximately 1336 to 1573 AD, but it includes fantasy elements. The story follows a young Emishi prince named Ashitaka and his involvement in a struggle between the gods, or kami, of a forest and the humans who consume its resources. The term Mononoke uh, is not a name, but a Japanese word for supernatural, shape-shifting beings that possess people and cause suffering, disease, or death. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. The film was released in Japan on July 12th, 1997 by Toho, and in the United States on October 29th, 1999, two years later. It was a critical and commercial blockbuster, becoming the highest-grossing film in Japan of 1997, and also held Japan's box office record for domestic films until 2001's Spirited Away, another Miyazaki film that we know and love. Damn. If you haven't seen that episode, go check it out now. Yeah, we yeah. did a, an episode on Spirited Away. Yeah. My daughter's um, in it. Yeah, your daughter's in it. Yeah, we she got hasn't it. seen this one. <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I have a feeling, though, yeah. one day it will probably be her favorite. She's uh, a fragile little kid. Yeah. But yeah. one day. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. One day. When yeah. she's a teenager and she starts fucking with you. Assuming she still <laughs> thinks this kind of shit and me is cool when she's a teenager, then yeah. She won't think you're cool. That's the problem. That's <laughs> but the problem. She'll think this is cool. She and might she, think you're cool, actually. Yeah, she'll you... think Uncle Uncle Mikey's cool. Yeah. And then the I'll move. show her this shit. And then <laughs> I'll the be move. like, okay, now go go nipple that's your the dad. Move. Hey. <laughs> hey. 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 Don't touch my nipples. <laughs> uh, so here's a little interesting uh, tidbit. Yeah. Jordy, actually, and Mikey, you guys will get a kick out of this. So it was actually dubbed into English with a script by Neil Gaiman. Yes, I, that's right. Fuck? I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, right. And initially distributed in North America by Miramax, where it sold well on DVD and video, despite a poor box office performance. Um, and so that's not the dub that I've seen then, Miramax, because I've seen the Sony one. Yeah. So that's. I think that's what it was. I think when Neil... Because Neil Gaiman was one of the three British guys who really brought in... Uh, animated North America. Respect. So, so I think it was him, Frank Miller, and uh, I can't remember. There's another one. But anyway. Three legends anyways. Yeah, yeah. there's three legends. Like for the comic book world, those guys were, were huge, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if there was a difference in dubs um, between the different releases. Oh, I think there might have just always been the one. Okay. But okay. it was Miramax and then Disney uh, afterwards. Oh, Disney's what I'm thinking of. Though. Disney's, yeah. not Sony. It's probably, I think Disney is probably Sony the one did a lot seen. of Ghibli releases, though. Am I wrong about that? They did later when they picked up everything. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Anyways. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, cool as shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know how much people care about this, but currently sitting at 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Deserves 100. Which is like fucking <laughs> pretty goddamn phenomenal. Yeah, yeah for a, ro- for a, a movie Rotten that Tomatoes. old, too, to be continually getting high marks like that, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. And uh, so a few other interesting accolades. Uh, Roger Ebert, yeah. who everybody knows, mm-hmm. uh, placed it sixth on his top 10 movies in 1999. Interesting. Nice. Um, and That's actually not that impressive. Well, in one year, but considering <laughs> Roger Ebert was some weird old white right. man, yeah, you're right. To you're be right. won over by this crazy anime film <laughs> okay. is like, you're right, yeah, pretty fucking awesome. You're you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then Jim- North America just didn't know what was yeah. going to hit them. Yeah. Roger Ebert knew though. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, one tenth. Um, and then if there's anybody else out there who's an, an, a James Cameron freak like I, mm-hmm. um, James Cameron cited Princess Mononoke as an influence on 2009's Avatar. 
I see Ooh, it. Yeah. He acknowledged that it shares themes of the Princess Mononoke, including yeah. its clash between cultures and civilizations, and cited Princess Mononoke yeah. as an influence on the ecosystem of Pandora. I get Ooh. it. It's like I said, it's all that Fern Gully kind yeah. of vibes, right? Yeah, right. well, I guess that yeah. there is, because the I mean, sacred. Pocahontas whole whole thing with Avatar, right? Yep. Same, same kind of This has a Pocahontas idea. element too, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, Ashitaka is John Smith in a way, right? Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess I could kind of see that. Y- yes yeah. and no. He's not from here. Yeah, but he's also yeah. not from Irontown. No, you're right. That's a good point. <laughs> he's not, you're right. Which is like where John Smith would really be <laughs> yeah. from. Yeah, John Smith would be from right. Irontown. Yeah. You're right. I mean, fucking a name like that, John Smith. It's the worst name. That's, yeah, that's the worst uh, name. Okay, so um, speaking <laughs> Sorry, of John Smith, Ashitaka not, not being from there, worth mentioning that I had a thought, is this kind of an isekai? Because Ashitaka is thrown out of his little village no. into this world of shit that he had no experience dealing with. No. No. Because no. isekai all... doesn't just mean travel. Yeah. Isekai it's... is you are it, literally I mean, going into a different, a different like, world. world. Not this your is all world. Within his world. Okay. This, is, this is all just like all right. moving towards a different part of his country. Okay. Well, never mind. Right. right? Like it's more like he, yeah. he he's finally realizing, like he probably knew from folklore that might have been passed down in his village or whatever. Yeah. But he's finally experiencing. Oh, these are where the stories are coming from. Yeah, right. These are why right. why people revere these kami's. Right. All right. I certainly think that like the isekai genre is probably broadly inspired by that idea. Yeah. Of yeah. traveling to far off places okay. and being out mm-hmm. of your element and culture shock and yeah. all these mm-hmm. feelings, I'm sure have contributed to isekai as a genre existing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this is not you're, you're yeah. Okay. That's, no. Well, thanks for trying. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You know what? Thank you for trying. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. my best yeah. out here. Trying, you just tried to make an anime reference. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, that's true. It's 2023. That's, that's true. Well, I mean, New Year, New Weave. Yeah, Jordy and I had this huge conversation about isekais now. Nowadays, and it's just like isekais are all you have to have a bus. You have, oh, is that a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah, you get hit by a bus, and then, you, then you're good. Um, <laughs> interesting, I gotta try that. Yeah, and nowadays, all isekais are pretty much like a, a harem and b trying to take whatever profession that it's available out there and, and just plopping them into a fantasy world to see what, what happens. You told me the laziest one of all time. A handyman gets transported to another world. <laughs> yeah. That's the name of it. Yeah, something yeah. like that. They're not that, even trying. That literally, that literally came out uh, like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> well, there's so, the, the super famous one, That Time I Got Reincarnated yeah. as a Slime. Yeah. yeah, that one. I feel like that set the precedence for Isekai titles going forward. It did. It yeah. did. Well, yeah. I think there was some other ones too at the time. Either way, but there was definitely that was, the big one. That was the, one of the big ones. I I do really like that one. Yeah, of course you yeah. do. Apparently, it's awesome. That yeah, one is, is a lot of fun, and Xi'an is is definitely yeah right. Yes. If you watch our way food, we've talked about that. We've talked about it. Okay, but I just really real quick before we get away from Senpai's Corner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know you watched it, and you're such a massive fan of English dubs in general. Yeah. It is just interesting. Was that a dig? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it is just it is just interesting to like to note some of the voice actors. Did I yeah. spit on you? I'm no, sorry. no, no. I, I just hiccuped. Okay. <laughs> one of the Fanning sisters. Am I right? Or is that is that Spirited Away? That's a different one entirely. Yeah. Spirited Away has I think one so. of them. Anyways, yeah. sorry, Shut you, up. you go. Shut up. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm a massive fan, Jay. So Ashitaka, Billy Crudup. Oh wow. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Mr. Fucking. Watchman himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking son, Claire Danes. Wow. Yeah. What a legend. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was, this was an all-star team, I remember. Huge. Fucking Lady Eboshi, Mini Driver. Whoa. Yeah. 
She's all right. <laughs> as, you already all said, right. Uh, as you already said, Jiko. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. The legend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, fucking. Uh, this one fucking killed me, dude. Gonza, Eboshi's uh, short little bodyguard. Yeah. John DiMaggio, dude. What? Bender. Why? <laughs> Jake the dog <laughs> from Adventure Time, dude. Oh, my God, dude. And then, uh, and then my favorite fucking one, dude. Moro. Big Mama Wolf. Who's Moro? Jillian motherfucking Anderson, baby. Wow, the ex yeah, herself. The queen, man. Wow. Yeah, dude. Interesting. What mm-hmm. a babe. I bet you none of these people got paid anywhere close to what they're worth to do this. At the time? I don't know. Actually, I think maybe this makes sense, because I'm trying to really remember. It's been so long. What a cast. since. Sorry, go ahead. No, since I, I wa- A, watched this movie, and B, like, remember trying to, like, all the details around the movie. Yeah. But maybe it was Disney that actually put the money up front for this, or for the voice actors for this. I could see it. It's a lot of money, dude. Yeah, it, that's Disney money. If that if that yeah. cast is getting paid what they're worth, yeah, that's Disney money. Mm. Well, but the, Neil Gaiman had a huge the, influence on all well, of that. Well, the dub right? the dub was Miramax. Okay. okay, it wasn't initially Miramax. So maybe Miramax was just a fucking Interesting. heavy hitter back then. Well, they were. They were, they were a big they, deal. They were a big deal back then. Not so much these days. I was going to say, we don't really need to get into why, but... <laughs> you guys have the internet. Go fucking look it up yourselves. All right. <laughs> Let's, um, I feel like you kind of described the world in the Senpai's Corner there. There's not much more to say about it. Hold on. It. Whoa. Let me stop you. Yeah. I just read something. Tell me. So Miramax handled the distribution. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it w- was actually handed off to Disney for the dubs. Okay. There you go. Okay. So Miramax totally handled the... All of the distribution, yeah, mm-hmm. which is why you'll probably see that on most of the DVDs from before a certain point. Yeah, mm-hmm. but even back then, when Miramax was distributing, it was fucking Disney that was actually outsourcing for the dubbing and mm-hmm. doing the dubbing, yeah, which makes sense. makes sense because they were doing the most fucking uh, voice recording over animation at yeah. the time. Yeah. They were already yeah, close that. They were who yeah. you would have gone to. That's yeah. a good point. And, and I mean, Ghibli technically is um, like the Disney of Japan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. that would make sense. It's a match made a, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Except Ghibli's better. Um, I tend to agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is. I tend to agree. <laughs> I tend to agree. <laughs> Did I say it with an accent? I kind of almost sounded a little bit like it. Uh, Either way, I said it with an accent. Your accent back. was good. Mine was Thanks. probably bad. Though. Yeah. <laughs> it was a slip of the tongue. Yeah. A slip of the tongue. A slip of the tongue. <laughs> <of> the tongue. <laughs> All right, we're weirdos. Yeah. Okay, so like you got tongue. What? Once more, please. I didn't hear that either. <laughs> like, you know, like the boar's all like fucked up. The boar god and he, the boar. Yeah. Oh, or like oh, the hog. Oh, yeah. right? He's all get... fucked up. He's got his tongue oh, okay. out. And I literally didn't hear what you I said. I don't think it sounds like that. Why. I, I, I just don't think it sounds like that. At all. <laughs> <laughs> the forest. <laughs> <laughs> That's our dub if we don't have Disney money. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we talked about world. We already established it's a feudal Japan vibe, emperor's Memorize, yes, but with spirits and magic and general whimsy. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely always interesting to see like industrialization starting to creep up in yeah. in a non-industrialized world. Yeah, I've sure. always liked that aesthetic and that take. You know, yeah. what I mean, it's not quite steampunk, but it's like getting there. It's like uh, pre-steampunk. Mm. No, it's yeah. like Iron Town punk. Yeah, Iron punk. <laughs> But that's what I mean. Like, I, I'm not big on steampunk, and I don't quite like when it goes all the way that yeah. to that point. But yeah. like, because it's know, very Vic- well, steampunk is very Victorian, right? So like, well, what, it's what steam would be... power at that point. This yeah. is this is still like schmelting, and this is still like, 
You know what I mean? This yeah. is still just so cool yeah. punk. F- forging and like, you yeah. know what I mean? But it, either way, it's 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 metallurgy. It's yeah. it's yeah. it's metalworking. It's totally. it's still an advance in technology and it's Smith punk. And it was an important one for Japan mm-hmm. to, to go through just in historical context. It yeah. was a really important one. You kind of get to see also in the way they play it out by Ashitaka living in a village that was kind of like exiled from the mm-hmm. culture as it grew. He has to leave. The first place he comes upon is Irontown. So you kind of get that one, two step. You know what I mean? Yeah. In cultural evolution. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it, historically, I mean, when Japan got, you know, industrialized, it was because of the foreign trade and when they got guns, right? Yeah. So so that totally makes sense. Yeah. Right? Totally. It's br- brilliant. All right. Yeah. All right. Do we want to, like, really, really talk about art for a second here? Oh, God. Okay, we're going to spend the next hour. That's the problem with this episode, dude. <laughs> Honestly, it's... Yes and no, because, like, I, I just have only good things to it's say. It's perfection. Mm-hmm. It's perfect, dude. It really is. Right there's, down there's, to the, everything, the design of characters even is my exact taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's. Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, I lost for words, people. Jay, the art guy who usually has a lot to say about art, yeah. has I, I, no I've words. Seen, I've seen how many countless interpretations of wolves. Yeah. Yes. And how many different forms of media, yeah. all the way to cave drawings done by fucking Neanderthals. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Like, Wolves have been drawn in every style, form. I cannot think of a depiction of a wolf that I prefer over Moro. Well, the half Not man, half wolf, wolf, man yeah, wolf, wolf children. children. <laughs> like when he lays her down all sultry. Same brain, Mike. Thanks, guys. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, but, but it's true, though. This is also like when you yeah. compare all the other work that Ghibli has done, right? The amount of detail that he really puts into this and then into Spirited Away. Like, yeah. like what was before this? This was there was Grave of the Fireflies, which we're doing next week. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one's going to be a short one. No. Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and then before that was. So uh, I'll, my run neighbor... through, I'll run through super quick. You had yeah. Castle in the Sky, Grave yeah. of the Fireflies, Totoro, Kiki's. Mm-hmm. Porco Rosso, Pompoco, Whisper of the Heart mm-hmm. in 95. In 97, Princess Mononoke. Yes. One, uh, two years later, My Neighbors the Yamadas. And uh, four years later, in 2001, you had Spirited Away. Yeah. Yamadas so, is not Miyazaki, though, correct? That's the other guy? Or one uh, of the other guys? Well, uh, no, it, was that a, was... it was a Studio Ghibli. Oh, okay. Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. It wasn't Miyazaki. But That's like, what I mean, yeah. though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. that was uh, Takahata. Because if we're Isayo talking Takahata. art, like the leap from whatever was before this to this is like a massive. No, leap. that was the other. Yeah, so Isao Takahata, he did um, Pompoko. He yeah. did Only Yesterday. Mm-hmm. He did, and he did Grave of the Fireflies, actually. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> to death. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, yeah, you guys are gonna see what happens next week when we fucking do. Crazy but no, as far as far as big ones, like this is sandwiched kind of between like Porco Rosso yeah. and Spirited Away. Sure. As far yeah. as the Ghibli yeah. timeline, but, yeah, yeah. As far as timeline goes, but like like you saw his creativity in Castle in the Sky because that one was awesome. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, one yeah, was, was really sick. awesome. Art wise too. Where did Nausicaa fall in that? Wouldn't that have been been before this way earlier? I didn't hear that in your you list. No, Nausicaa I think was produced by someone else. I don't. Yeah. Think they it was. I don't think it was Ghibli. That was. Uh, what? Keep talking. Yeah. I'll, but I'll anyway, okay, yeah. Like, but you saw his creativity there. It's yeah. just that the fact that now he's taken his creativity and brought a much grittier uh, side of, of yeah. humanity into his For into sure. his movie. Like this is the first time. Um, other than like watching like Ninja Scroll back in the day, right? You didn't really see fantasy like this from Ghibli. 
Yeah. Right, where you go in thinking Princess Mononoke, going to see Ghibli a movie because I've seen Totoro. Oh, cartoony, cartoony, fun, fun happy. Oh no. shit! Oh, he this shot a guy's board? both arms off and yeah. nailed them to a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or, or when Princess Mononoke like is sucking out the blood yeah. from the wolf and, and trying to. Oh, uh, Ghibli, fun, yeah, fun, right, <laughs> right. And it, it's just such a uh, like kind of a shock in that way. The grittiness. Like, yeah. Yeah. That you're not quite used to from from Ghibli. For sure. But, so Nausicaa was a Miyazaki, but yeah. it was before. Ghibli was formed as a yes, studio. Yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. So yeah. it was actually prior to Castle in the Sky. It was in 84. Because I love that movie too. Same, so do I. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, it doesn't necessarily you know uh, undo what Mikey just said because mm-hmm. Nausicaa is definitely a certain level of fantasy mm-hmm. maturity that is very reminiscent of Princess Mononoke. I was going to say, I feel but like it's the, the closest. Gap. But yeah. look yeah, at yeah, the gap. Yeah. 84 to 97. Yeah. And everything between those two movies is like fucking My Neighbor Totoro and yeah. Porco Rosso. Like, yeah. you got pigs flying Kiki's, planes yeah. and, like, yeah. giant squirrel man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, all of a sudden, yeah. He took a break. Yeah, yeah, no, but like Princess break. Mononoke must have hit people like a fucking brick, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, it came out of left field. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I remember Nausicaa not even being nearly as, as gritty. I mean, it has a little bit more. It has moments, but it it's has moments, dark. But, yeah. 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 And it, but it, like, even the animation style, too, like... How less detailed it is. It's not clean so like this. Yeah, this not is in clean. no way. Yeah, right. Not to mention like money. Yeah, Jason. that's, that's also, money. Yeah, that's yeah. also money. But even even without the money, right? Like, or sorry, with the money, I don't technology think, too though. Technology. I also don't think they really could have pulled it off in the yeah. same way. Yeah. Right. Just because I think that story didn't really lend itself to have those same kind of. I mean, I guess you could argue. It I think, in I think way, you need but, to watch Nausicaa. Again. Yeah, it's a, there's <laughs> yeah. a big old war going on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of like, like Dune. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I don't know. Do you know what it is? You know what it is? It's it's because I, I I think of it as like one of those like uh, was it like Gundam like the original Gundam. Yeah. It kind of has that same kind of feel as far as the animation style goes, sure. right? Right. I like, give I mean, you he was growing as an artist. Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like yeah. growing yeah. as an artist. Yeah. But theme wise, I'd say it's pretty much there. Yeah. Similar. But this is, I think, Miyazaki in his prime. Prime. Peak. Like peak. Yeah, I would say. Top like, of the mountain. Yeah. I also think this is when, because he, I think I remember watching a documentary on him and saying how, like, it, depending on the movie that he's making for himself or mm-hmm. making for others, like he's really trying to bring in like what he's feeling in the moment. Yeah, right. Was or it in the that time, Whizbrew episode. Because uh, what no. I remember from that was they talked about how much time he's been walking in the woods behind his house. Oh yeah, that's right. I do remember yeah. that part now. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I which think... I mean, yeah, yeah, we're, we're in his mind. Yeah, right. And but like. I know the documentary that I'm thinking of was the one that was on Netflix for a while. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so you guys can. I don't think I ever watched up. that one. I heard it was really good though. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, I also was, felt really bad for his employees. Uh, oh, I heard some <laughs> things about him. We'll yeah. get into that another time, maybe. But though. but that does not take away from the brilliance of his mind, without a doubt. But that's Definitely also not. just the fucking anime industry in yeah. general. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just another element of the art that really struck me, aside from it just being perfect, like mm-hmm. the cinematography. <clears throat> I love when uh, like an animated show gives you camera angles, like well thought out, really mm-hmm. intentional. Some of the like wide shots in this movie were absolutely breathtaking. And I'm not only talking about landscape. There's moments where there's action and characters happening, mm-hmm. and you're not up close. You're from a distance, and the audio matches your distance from... Yeah, the, what's the, happening? Fucking brilliant, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's, the sound design is yeah. is really, really. Uh, it, it, it lends itself to the whole experience that you're watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's if, if it was maybe some of the if they changed aspect ratios at a few times, but you're right. There were a few really, really wide shots that 
really sold the motion mm-hmm. yeah. of, of things. You know, I immediately think again back to that opening fucking scene. Same. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you're seeing this thing ripping across the plains. And he, it's yeah. chasing him and he's yeah. on the little... Uh, but the, the sense yeah, cool. of speed yeah. and, and oh, motion yeah. that you're able to get and just these wide, sprawling yeah. plains is just... It's insane. It's Actually, one of the best ones, too, was when it gets into his arm and then he pulls the, the fucking bow and arrow yeah. and you watch that bow and... Like, that arrow just <laughs> goes... <laughs> And it pulls that guy yeah, off, right off his body. Right yeah, off like, his like, fucking oh, body. Fuck. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so dude. Pins him to a tree. <laughs> so high. Yeah. That's so the moment high. where you realize, like, oh, this is not the Ghibli I've seen before. Yes. yes. That's the moment, right? And, yeah. and and this isn't a dig, Jordy, but uh, I, I highly recommend, if you guys can, see this on the biggest screen you possibly oh, can. Oh, absolutely. I've seen it on big screens and small screens, to well, be fair. Because I've been watching this movie for 15 years. So I, I was really, Maybe more. I was really lucky back when I was in university. The TIFF Lightbox or whatever had a Miyazaki yeah. festival. On. Damn. Oh, yeah. sweet. So I was able to see this in theaters, yeah. uh, uh, dubbed, or sorry, subbed, thank God. Yeah. Um, and it, it, literally like renewed my like obsession with this movie just seeing it in large format it was yeah it was the same movie i had probably watched it a week prior at that point yeah it was nothing new but it was but, but it was new just yeah. seeing it so big and just being absorbed by it because mm-hmm. yeah. there are scenes in this and it's crazy you know James Cameron talks about the influence on Avatar. Yeah. Talk mm. about another movie that really sucks you into its environment that yep. they created. Yep. There are shots of this in the forest when you know he's at the seeing the, the forest, the, the pools or the forest Ooh. spirit and stuff. Yeah. Where I'm like, I feel like oh, I could yeah. step through my fucking screen into that little grove. Like you can feel it, what the water would. You can oh, feel the temperature of the water. I can, yes. I can smell it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it, I feel. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like that water is a little sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you the know, cleanest. Like, it's cl- you can see the bottom. It's yeah. spring water. It's, Have you ever had yeah. spring water yeah, yeah, out of yeah, a spring? Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah. cool, but not cold. cold. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like liquid air. Yeah, yeah liquid pure air, liquid air. air. Yeah, and it makes you shit diarrhea for three days afterwards. Yeah. No, not no. that water. No. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of bones that's, in it. Uh, shit. That's just that's just usually spring water. I'll do that. Oh, yeah. Spring water. I'll do that to you. Um, this is a good chance for me to reiterate a story. We I think we've told on this podcast before that. This is the first anime I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's it a was, good one to start with. It was at my buddy Umar's house. We've talked about Umar many a time. Legendary yeah. homie from way What's back. Up? He used to host these long, long uh, Game of Thrones. Not Game of Thrones. Uh, the, uh, no, Lord of the Rings. The lesser fantasy <laughs> franchise. <laughs> he used to host these Lord of the Rings marathons. And one time Lord of the Rings was done and we were all hanging around and he just put this movie on. Yeah. And he, luckily for me, had a massive screen mm-hmm. and an epic, like, yeah. an epic home theater system. Yeah. And it uh, blew my mind, dude. Yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. the people were chatting, my friends, we were done watching TV. Yeah. But I wasn't. I was sitting in a chair <laughs> watching this now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can, can you remember what the most mature animation you had seen was prior to this? Uh, was there anything that came close? I'd have to think about it. I almost want to say there was no mature animation. It was mm-hmm. all that 90s animated, early 2000s yeah. John Clay. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. That, that's part like of why I'm getting TV at kind of yeah, stuff. Disney, whatever yeah. the fuck, you know what I mean? Like it, it, Cartoon it was, Network. Yeah. I feel like for a lot of people, man, Ghibli was that one that people saw just by chance and they were just like, whoa, this is for adults. Yeah. It's wow, not, this, this is not is for, for children. Adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'm a little more fucked up than that. <laughs> what were you, six when you saw it? But you were you were seeking it out. I'm speaking yeah. to people who don't know anime. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fair. Who, who that's happen fair. upon this and are like, whoa, this is fucking Dude, I was crazy. a grown ass man and I was like, yeah. there's gotta be more of this. And yeah. unfortunately for me, there wasn't a lot 
of this caliber. Yeah. A couple trickled through over the years. We've talked about it ad nauseum on this mm-hmm. show many a time. You started with too too high a bar, man. I th- yeah. I, I, honestly, I'm glad for it though because like. I don't want to watch 25 anime's first episodes this season like Mikey. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I don't want to be I, that I guy. I always watch like a whole bunch to see which one I'm going to drop. <laughs> and then I only end up with like usually 15. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> only 15. Yeah. Only 15. Yeah. <laughs> but a- anyway. Yeah. yeah like I, I think I was actually, when this came out, I was 11. So it makes sense. Yeah. Like around that time. Because like this, this being probably one of the, big fours for influences in all cultures like moving forward akira uh ghost in the shell um princess mononoke and ninja scroll right i I think those are the major four animes that really brought everything to the forefront and people just kept plucking from right so (laughs) sick bro (laughs) yeah that definitely came on the audio did you hear that (laughs) yeah oh yeah Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> Mikey's gonna boost it up yeah, too in the yeah, mix. Yeah. I could have done it into the mic. No, you're a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of the time you fucking farted. He farted <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> Off the air. We're weird as shit, shit. guys. Yeah. We're fucking weird. I assure you all he deserved it. But yes, Apparently. but anyways, if I cannot stress you guys enough, if you are listening to this podcast and you please haven't fart in our mouths. <laughs> Again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't. Couldn't help it. It was just too immediately yeah, after. Yeah, that, was, that was good. But yeah, sorry. But yeah, yeah make sure you guys go to your computers and watch this. And while you're at your computers, like, oh, you son of a bitch. You took a fart joke and turned it into a call to action. Yes. Like and subscribe. You know, all that good stuff. But I'm not going to finish off there, guys. This is our first time ever that we are going bam, to be bam, doing, bam, bam, yeah, doing our very first giveaway. So if you guys like um, good character design, well, we have a good character for you. A custom drawing from me of any character of your choosing. <laughs> you name it, Jordy will draw it. Okay, that's not in the giveaway, but if you would can, like it, request then, it, then and request it, and then it's yours. Everybody's anyway. going to request it. Yeah, holy fuck. It's going to be awful. You don't even know how good or bad I draw yet. You don't know. That might but be amazing. Anyways, we're giving away a pop-up parade uh, by Good Smile, a Raftalia. And then, the babe from uh, Rising of the Shield Hero. Yes. Yes. Other way. Was, was she a bear? Like, what, no, what, she's what? a raccoon. Raccoon. Okay. Yeah. Raff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's a raccoon. So pop up parade. She's got cute ears, man. Yeah, she does. Uh, you should see some of the other fan. Uh, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> fan go. what, Mikey? I always go there. We promise you, Mikey didn't do anything to this figure. No, I didn't <laughs> do anything to the figure. It's a brand new one. Yes. It's a brand new figure. Yes. It's beautiful. And then, yes. And then also that we are uh, putting in a flash sheet of JJK by our own boy. Hangar.91 91. at BigCartel.com. Yes. Uh, yeah. You guys might have noticed. I don't know if it's on the screen or not behind Jordy, but we've had it up on the wall for a while. But yes. Yeah, I did a flash sheet, uh, some tattoo designs for Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm-hmm. It's sick as hell. And so we're going to be throwing in a framed print as mm-hmm. well as some stickers that I've yes. designed and over some the stickers. years. We got a jumbo uh, Gundam head. Uh, a Benny Maru from Fire Force, and we got our boy Miggy mm-hmm. from Parasite. Uh, so some stickers and a print and a fucking badass figure. 
Yeah. That's a hell of a, fir- it's a uh, first it's, ever giveaway. Yeah. And a first... one-of-a-kind custom piece of art by yours <laughs> yeah. truly. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, guys. Jordy. <laughs> I contribute to the yeah. podcast. Jordy is going to do something. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, If also for all you skate skaters out there, skateboarders, if you guys remember Powell Peralta. No. It was Santa, Santa Cruz. Cruz. Santa Cruz, sorry. Santa Cruz. Um, the hand, the screaming hand, the screaming hand. If it's you, a Miggy screaming hand. It's a Miggy screaming hand. It's I dope as shit. Love me a good crossover. You guys yeah. know that. Mikey rocks the hoodie like all the time. I do. It, it's it warms, one of my favorites. Warms my fucking heart. It's actually um, the, probably the only hoodie I wear nowadays. <laughs> maybe we'll give a hoodie away next time. But yeah. this time it's just the stickers. Yes, the print. So it's about a just over a hundred dollars worth of giveaways, and yep. for you guys to enter. Because triples is best. Just go to. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So go to. You can go to any one of our um, social media. So if you go to TikTok, go to Instagram or YouTube, make sure that you subscribe, you like, and you tag three friends in there and then share. So if you wanted to, you could actually enter in three times. So it just doesn't have to be like all yeah. of them all yeah. at once. It's a new right? entry each time. So get so it's it in a new there. entry each time. You get so. three entries if you enter on all three. Yes. And for YouTube, all you have to do is enter on any video where we're advertising this giveaway. Mm-hmm. Down below, tag your friends, your, their usernames down below. Yes. We can check if you guys are subscribed to us or not. We see you. If you're not subscribed <laughs> on the platform you. where you enter that and you do your tagging... Dirty. We'll know. We'll know. We can see that. <laughs> yeah. So make sure you're following us wherever you see us post yes. this and wherever you tag us. Yeah. Or tag your friends, sorry. Um, and we'll make sure you get your entry. And then we're going to do the draw on Valentine's Day or Valentine's Aww. Day episode, which will be February 15th is yes. when that one comes out. So we're going to announce it then. Yeah. And then we're going to use a, a generator to, to pick... Uh, Pick the winner, the random generator. So it's all honest and above board. Yes. Yeah. And no favorites will be played. Maybe only because I don't trust these two. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I love you. All right there. I see. I see. How okay, it is. so yes, go go enter into the giveaway and uh we love, we you. love you. We love you. <laughs> we love you. I said That's it first. We love you. I said it first. We love you. Love. Okay. I love you the love most. You. I love you more. Me. Not possible. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> okay, okay. anyway, Let's that was a long-winded one <laughs> about the characters. Uh, briefly, <sighs> yes, yes. So, number one main dude, Ashitaka. Ashitaka. First of all, because art is fucking the pinnacle of this whole thing. His design and his outfits are dope as shit. Yes, the grass cape. Yes, and the fucking hood with the deer hoof. When you see that for the first time, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. I love him. <laughs> that grass cape is actually a, uh, a very um, traditional yeah. kind of like back piece. Like even Korea, we had them. Back Talk the about day. an easy cosplay too. Mm-hmm. I need to rock that maybe. Oh, be a good yeah. one. Can be I do it shirtless one. is the question. Probably. Kind of you can vibe. do anything shirtless, my friend. That's it. also true. We Next could also year, paint it on you. Let's paint it on my body. <laughs> Anyways, that's sick. So there's um, all, all, there were also several times as I was watching, don't get me wrong, I love the name of this film, but there were several times where I'm like, should this movie be called Prince Ashitaka? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's not yeah. the main character. She is not no. the main character. Not even dude. close. In fact, I would. we'll get into it in a minute, but like. You think Eboshi's even more of a main no, character? No, I'd say her and Eboshi are counterparts. Yeah. Yes. They're one and one yeah. as B-level characters, and he's an A character. Yeah. 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 You know no, the, I, he is I, the main uh, character. I would agree yeah. there, for sure. Yeah. He's the one that kind of keeps everything moving. 
I'm glad it's called Princess Mononoke, though. It sounds good. It's fun to say. Yeah. You know what, too, though? Like, as far as if we're looking at him and, and the title, yeah, it totally makes more sense because it's like it's his movie and he finds Princess Mononoke, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that kind of makes sense to she me. She becomes a main motivator for him at yeah. a certain point. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, That's his noble cause, really. Totally. Right? He's just the best dude. Like, he's just the best guy. You know what I mean? He's just earnest. You know, like he's just trying so his real. fucking best. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. He's a little awkward, <laughs> but that's on point because he's been living in a remote village his entire mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Separate from all of civilization. You know what I mean? He's generally good natured. Mm-hmm. He's brave as all hell. Yeah. Helpful in all fucking ways. He, I don't think he pulls a single move that's not helpful. Look, as much as I love him, I think the real MVP here. Is his is yeah cool? Yeah, I love you cool. Yeah, I will snuggle you cool to the day I die. Truly, truly. In fact, the saddest part of this movie was when he gets shot in the butt with an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the saddest moment of this whole movie. Um, uh, no, I, I think there there was a few moments where he encouraged San to show mercy. Okay, mm-hmm. where I was a little bit like. <clears throat> You're trying to be really noble right now and really do the right thing, but yeah. it's just going to cause more damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And maybe in yeah, the end, things maybe. work out in a way that everything's all copacetic and yeah. in hindsight, good job, Ashitaka, making sure that San didn't lower herself to that level and yeah. murder Aboshi like she was going yeah. to. But there was like several times where I'm like, nah, that narratively her. makes no sense to not kill her. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're going to yeah. cause more problems yeah. now. He just doesn't want anyone to die. He just loves people. It makes him more endearing, but he it also makes him a little everything. bit of an idiot sometimes. Yeah, it he, makes well, him very naive. Right? Naive yeah. is the best he's way to naive. Naive. Like, He's yeah. very naive That's in that the sense because he's so sheltered for so long, right? But you yeah. love him for it. You don't You don't hate him for it. You know yeah, because I mean? there's that innocence and a bit of that purity there, purity. right? But You're nailing his character traits in one he's word. Merciful. Right yeah. Yeah, he's, he's merciful. Yeah, he's merciful. You guys are killing it right now. Merciful, <laughs> naive, Yo, purity. I'm going to fucking go play crosswords now. <laughs> Mikey's a world champion. You guys yeah. don't know this. <laughs> okay, another weird thing about Ashitaka is... He, you don't get a lot of his uh, relationship to his like family or the tribe. Mm-hmm. That's something I found interesting because I assume the girl who gives him the, the jeweled dagger at the beginning is his sister. Ooh, I don't remember. At the very beginning, he has to yeah. leave his village. No one's allowed to look at him as he goes. Mm-hmm. He has to leave yeah. at night. No one's allowed to come it's out. because he's cursed. Exactly. Yeah. And this girl comes running out in the middle of the night and has this like little cute exchange. I'll miss you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Here, take this. Don't forget me. It's the jeweled dagger. Mm-hmm. I assume his sister... It's just odd that he never mentions or even thinks about it again until later when he just gives that jeweled dagger to Princess Mononoke. It's, and I, and maybe it's an exchange of, uh, like, it's a, like a metaphor, right? Or, or like a symbolism of, of protection. I, I think it's more, my thought, and again, this is the only gripe I have with anything that was like a little bit underexplained, as we know mm. I have issues with. <laughs> yes. You know, I like things to be explained. The story of this movie is not perfect, man. A lot of it is, but there are moments, right? And this is one of those moments. I think my best explanation, because in this movie, I'm going to give an explanation and Mm -hmm. I'm going to accept it because I love this movie, (laughs) but it's that he is uh, identifying the fact that like, okay, I used to belong to this, you know what I mean? And this Mm -hmm. jewel dagger represents that. It was given to me from this thing that I used to identify as. Now I identify with this. And so I'm going to give it to this. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So like, that's my best example. Mm. Yeah. I also think I don't it, know. It, it, when when Ashitaka leaves, like he doesn't leave with much, nothing almost. So yeah, cool and his so, clothes, pretty so, much. Yeah, so that what he's given, it, it automatically 
becomes his most prized possession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. So yeah. it's an incredibly meaningful gift mm-hmm. considering that. Yeah. Uh, and even if he did have like things that he did bring with him, like even in the real world, right? When it depending on the person who gives you that item, it becomes incredibly sentimental. Yeah. Right? And so if there's also symbolism or some sort of metaphor that attaches there, like yeah. and and it's foreshadowing too to a degree, right? Yeah. Especially at being right at the beginning. So like I, I guess I just found it a little odd that he never once revisits the fact that he came from a village and they mm-hmm. exist. He leaves what's going and on. never once do we ever hear anything about them. He doesn't mention it. We never go back there. Yeah. But yeah. that's you know what though what you're looking for and we had this conversation off screen is how you don't like movies and you like series more yeah i want more i want i want more meat yeah you want more meat where this a movie like this right it it is really just taking you from point like wherever you start and then you just see what how that transpires right especially this one because the other main character in the movie you also don't get any of her backstory yeah that's true because she's a princess but who the fuck is the king yeah like where does she come from no so the princess moniker is given to her yeah oh that's a boshi just being spiteful oh i thought she that was little a princess, princess mononoke oh yeah. i never really caught no. on to that. her name is san mm-hmm. i know her name is san but like she doesn't call herself princess mononoke and nobody oh. that is friends with her calls so her she's that. like not important she's that just a, a girl that, that is a spiteful name yeah she mm-hmm. is a random fucking girl probably from who Iron lives with, the, with you. who knows but that's what yeah. i mean they yeah, don't, don't know. Yeah. get into it yeah and mm-hmm. it's almost like it doesn't matter it's almost better yeah. for it <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing, right? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, because like happenstance happens all the time. We say that all the time. Like, yeah. and it's like it's we'll no... steal children and we move on. No, but it's not not just that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I get what you're saying. Uh, right? Like, I get what how you're often do we see stories where it's an orphan? Yeah. Right, and ending up with what whoever or however the story goes. However the story goes, they don't go right? back. Is the point? I mean, Mowgli is a, like Jungle or they, Book, or they do, and it's important to their story, their mm. origin. But this was for this Ashitaka's origin in this village has yeah. no bearing on what happens in this film. It served yeah. its it purpose. Doesn't, exactly, it yeah. doesn't influence him because when he walks away from his village, yeah. he's walking away a lone wolf. Mm. Yeah, he has no allegiance. He has no responsibility. He yeah. has no. Loyalty, yeah. Other than mm-hmm. to himself and what he believes is right, and and just like the so balance a clean in the slate. world, his his allegiance yeah. is just to the world. And then when we meet Son, it's the same deal. It doesn't matter what happened to her as a young girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what matters is where she is now and her allegiance with the animals of the forest. Yeah. And her mm-hmm. hatred of, of Iron. She Town. might as well. That's just what's be, important to this story. She might as well yeah. just be a wolf. It's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She, she, yeah. yeah, she basically, she basically is. T- thinks she is. <laughs> yeah, right. And like yeah. all her thinking, all her morals, all her yeah. justifying what she's doing is yeah. based off of protecting the forest and protecting the yeah. spirits. Right. Which yeah. is kind of crazy because of how the very how everything plays out at the very 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 end. But we'll get yeah. to that. Yes. When we get yes. Um, speaking of her, like I said earlier, she and Iboshi are kind of counterpart characters. They represent two ends of a spectrum. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of crazy that it took me till this watch and sitting with a notebook and a pen to realize that that was the case. Mm. But like mm, she represents that's... 100% nature and it's important and she has no connection to humanity anymore mm-hmm. despite being a human. And mm-hmm. Iboshi is the opposite way. Mm-hmm. She represents humanity only without any any connection to nature or preserving it, you know what I mean, or its importance at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so the two of them are both the same but on opposite ends, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. 
How did I not notice that before? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> like, I'm sure I was seeing it all happen. I just didn't make the connection. <laughs> the connection. No, and, but yeah. you're right. Like it's Once you crack open that egg, you see how much is really inside yeah. and how yeah. many ways they parallel each other. They're I think, truly two sides of a coin. Yeah, I but, think, yeah. I think yeah. that most people, like on a first watch, you're like, okay, she's the good girl, and that's the bad lady. Yeah. yeah. And like that correlation yeah. comes through, but when you really crack into it, it's yeah. like, it's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. Also, because it, it's also true in their faults. Right, not yeah. not just in their in their qualities or, or their aspirations, yeah. but also in their inability to um, uh, yeah. empathize with the other side. The stubbornness, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lack and, of and empathy. That's mm-hmm. what. It, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. They yeah. cannot empathize with each other and each other's sides, and yeah. that's why they're yeah. so ruthless and vicious towards each other. Yeah. yeah, even sympathize. They can't sympathize with one another. No, yeah. right. Completely I, blind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think the other thing for you though is that when you're going in and watching these films or these series, right? Your intentions are different going in, right? Like when you were watching this at Umar's, right? You're there just to enjoy, to see what yeah. this is. This yeah. is something new and exciting. The, this time around, you're like critiquing it. You're you're going in with a critical eye, like we we say all the time, right? Yeah. So your intentions are different when you're watching it. If I'm gonna go rewatch this, I'm just gonna watch it because I haven't seen it in a while, and and I just want to enjoy it, yeah, knowing what it yeah. is, right? The first time I watched it, it happened to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, it just it just landed in my lap. Yeah. Which arguably, those are the best kind of art experiences to have. You just stumble upon something goddamn brilliant. That's mm. meaningful more so than like I'm going to watch Princess Mononoke for the fifty sixth time today. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, there are a lot of other characters, but I think most of them will get folded in. Yeah, descriptions as we talk about the plot. plot. So let's get into it. Well, did, but the music we didn't talk about the music. Oh, it's again. Peak. It's Top, brilliant. Perfect. Perfection. Cinematic. Just yeah. mastery. Symphonic. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. brilliance. Yeah. It's it's, yes. it's it's everything about it. It's worthy of the animation mm-hmm. that it's scoring. Yeah. yeah. And then some I would even say, because I've seen a lot of animations that are brilliant, but like not none of their scores have been mm-hmm. matched. Like these are matched. Joe Hisaishi. Mm-hmm. Is that he's, the guy? That's your guy. Dude. That's your guy. That's your man. Did the music. He's Japanese John Williams. There you go. No, he's a fucking Japanese Hans Zimmer. John Ooh. Williams is better than Hans Zimmer, my dude. Ooh, Ooh this is another podcast, guys. So we're wow. moving on. <laughs> Are you for real right now, though? Um, I'm going to have to switch tables, though, if we're actually really going to get into that. Yeah, dude. I think it's kind of an open, closed Jurassic <laughs> Park? Star Wars? Star Wars? Indiana Jones? <laughs> Home Alone. <laughs> need we say more? <laughs> you don't need to say any more, dude. <laughs> I'm just going to play that fucking Jurassic Park theme song like a hundred times slower. You remember that? That was on it's the internet. It's still better than anything Hans Zimmer's done. <laughs> Go fuck well, yourself. Real, real, real quick, considering we're praising this guy so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also responsible for the music in two of the uh, original Gundam movies. If Ooh, you remember the music from that yes. being hilariously bad. It was hilariously yes. bad. It was really weird jazz yeah. disco. Yeah. But you know what, though? And I, symphonies I, with drums. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> That totally makes sense to me because at the time, like all that type of music was really coming over to Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Right? So he's probably heavily influenced by that. Well, that's fucking hilarious. He also did uh, Kiki's Porco Rosso. Mm -hmm. Um, We definitely stepped it up, we can say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Anyway, fine. Let's get into the plot. That fucking opening scene. First, you just get some beautiful, like, shots of the forest, Mm -hmm. establishing shots. Leaves are rustling, and then the foot of the boar demon steps down, and it's got like jiggly yeah. worms coming out you of it. You don't know it's the boar demon. You don't know what the fuck's going on. You just see worms. 
and it's uh, like it's almost like charred every time he, he yeah steps, it's right? death dude yeah. it's death and it then is. you see uh ashitaka on yakul and they're galloping which is just like just give me an hour of that Literally, dude. <laughs> I just want to watch this guy hunt monsters. Yeah. So, so There's I, whole video I games that are basically that. Yeah. That Jordy is not into waifus. He's into husbandos. Yeah, Ashitaka's husbando. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jordy, Jordy can appreciate a good yeah, hunk. Yeah, yeah, he can. Yeah, I'm as we all can. Yeah, we'll yeah. get into this thirst trap later. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyways, in this scene, he know yeah. also knows something's going on. You can see it in his face. Like he hasn't seen the thing yet, but he has a sensory like he has a sense of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, okay, so first of all, then the demon like flies out of the forest, and the design mm. on this thing is crazy. It's just crawling yeah. across it's the It's just landscape. got hectic gelatinous worms coming out of it, and it's like yes. spidery shaped yeah. the way it's running. Like, you don't know what it is yet. I, I remember watching that happen, yeah. and I'm just like, what? Where is this going right now? Yeah. So many yeah. limbs. It's just like almost centipede-ish, yeah. Yeah. but also not. What I love is usually when you see a, a creature like that, you know the show is going to be filled with creatures like that. Yes. Not the case in this movie, right? No. It's it's like part of me ha- was a little disappointed. I remember on my first watch, that you didn't get more of it. That I, there wasn't that it wasn't just all monsters. But I, I was for me, immature. I was immature. That that's You're the a case. kaiju guy, though. I am. Yeah. I love a good monster. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. Okay, so Ashitaka then immediately in action with Yakul. Okay, the way he strings his bow and mounts Yakul yeah. in one fluid motion, also fucking brilliant. I can mm-hmm. watch that on loop forever. Um, and we get that cool wide shot I was talking about earlier, and Ashitaka gets touched by the demon worms. He now, something's going on. He gets yes. touched in his arms. He's all fucked up. Uh, and then he shoots it right in the eye, and it, like, decays. The, mm-hmm. the close-up on its face as it decays into death is also fucking brilliant artistry. Mm-hmm. Insane. Amazing. I did a series of prints in university that were basically, like, several shots from that yeah. uh, from that scene. Oh, my of, God. Like, the boar and everything. And, yeah. like, it was, I was obsessed with that opening sequence for like two two whole years, man. Bro, make mm-hmm. me that a four yeah. four frame comic book Dude, t shirt. Crazy, man. <laughs> it was insane. Make me that. Yeah. Okay, so we find out that Ashtaka got touched by the demon. He has a curse now, and apparently mm-hmm. he's gonna die. The elders mm-hmm. from his village tell us that. And what else they say is he's gotta go. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. You're out of here. Because it will spread. Yeah. And part of that is not only does he have to go because it's gonna spread, but also they send him out to find the source of the iron ball they pulled from the boar's belly. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of them know what it is. And there's crazy implications on his tribe here because not only do we know that they're like in sort of a self-exile, they left to escape what was going on with the emperor and the samurais mm-hmm. and all the attacks and whatever, uh, but also Ashitaka was going to be their leader. He's their prince. Mm-hmm. And now they got to send him away. And they're like, Our, we're doomed. Like They say things like, our bloodline's running thin. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? It's not going well for us out here, and now you got to go. Yeah. They, well, they also allude that there might be a cure. Yeah, Mm -hmm. as well. Well, that's why they want him to find out. They're like, go see what's going on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is another reason why I wonder why they never went back. I guess you assume he has to at some point because he does cure it. Well, do you assume he never goes back? (laughs) I do. So really, yeah. Mikey, go ahead. I I don't know. It's it's a tough one because I think really a lot of it. There's so much symbolism and metaphors. Like, you know, having like the iron ball, which is we all know now is a bullet. Yeah. Right. And the fact that that it, that 
iron like having brought a bullet into existence yeah right like imagine being the first person to design a gun mm-hmm. in our day and age it's spiritual right? poison it's spiritual that's poison that's what they're saying right right, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like you have now just created a weapon that can really even the playing field on so many different levels and but not only just even it but absolutely destroy yeah. people who don't have it yeah right so so i don't know man it's uh, it's it's a tough one i don't think he did go back the only yeah, reason yeah. I can think for him not going back is the fact that he knows now that he's the threat's he's gone. Found, he's found mm. some sort of balance. He's like, well, they're safe, but also, th- like, he he's cured and he's their prince. Mm-hmm. So his sense of responsibility to them is gone too, which is a little weird. Yeah, okay, the threat's gone, mm-hmm. but the only threat wasn't just the poison. The threat was their exile, their seclusion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think we can speculate all we want, but I think Ashitaka was probably well enough aware whether or not his village needed him to go back right. mm-hmm. or if they would have been just fine without him in yeah. the now created relative safety that mm-hmm. he's given them. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like as a prince, he's upheld his duty to his people. Yeah. He can go off and do his own fucking mm-hmm. thing now. Yeah. I totally am down with that mm-hmm. ending. I think it wouldn't be that hard for him like in a year to like gallop back there and be like, just so you guys know, you're good. Okay. I got <laughs> shit to do. I'll no, see you. See, see, I think what, what would have happened if we're going to just quickly end off in the speculation yeah. is that that tribe is going to eventually die out because they are choosing not to conform and assimilate to current times. But that's right? a weird choice for him to be in control to make that decision for them. To let them just die. You know what I mean? When but, he was their prince. Yes, but, that, but that's what I'm saying is is because they're so strongly um centered in their beliefs and choosing as a whole right even though you are our prince they're they're still going to say but this is what we believe in because i see what you're saying regardless it it was going to happen to them anyway yeah you never see anyone try yeah you know what i mean like if anybody like uh, you know he could have at least gone back and said hey guys like these people are going to take over they're going to crush you yeah as your prince you have to listen to me yeah, yeah. he didn't even try no, or yeah. at least we haven't seen him try yeah. yet maybe he will the movie ends before prince we really is get to okay see. too guys <laughs> i'm just saying it's not definitive that he doesn't go back we just never actually see him go no, it's, back. it's right. prince Ash- ashtaka yeah that's the, that's, <laughs> that's the sequel that's, that's the sequel fucking that, been. dear god hopeful we never fucking get let's be honest with you yeah no i don't want that now okay so he's got to leave he's out of there he cuts his hair he you know, he takes it cool. Um, mm-hmm. He just strolls onto a bloody violent battle. Like we talked about mm-hmm. before, he just kind of like happens upon it, shoots a dude's arms clean off. But as you can see, it's part of his cursed arm. Yes. It's not just him. He's not just an amazing marksman. Something fucking's going on with his arm, right? Yeah. Uh, another dude's head gets shot off. Mm-hmm. Later on, he he's makes... got superhuman strength. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but, a monster but it's now. also <laughs> that, that superhuman strength is activated by the violence that's around him. Right? True. And, and his reaction to said violence, yeah. right? Yeah. He hates it, dude. He yeah. hates killing. It, it's his anger that that mm-hmm. sparks it up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so he meets Jiko, who is like kind of this like short, squat, knowledgeable man who weirdly like knows about his people. Mm-hmm. Like he, that tells you he knows about the ways of the world. He's he's plugged in. You know what I mean? Definitely. I like Jiko. I liked him too. Yeah, he, he's, he's like, like kind of like he's he, fun. Yeah, he's the Cheshire Cat of this movie. He's kind of a free agent. He's like, I'm yeah. just yeah. here. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I'm not on one side or the other. Yeah, he's I'm just sh- doing what I need to do. Yeah, he's the Cheshire Cat. Yeah. Like he kind of comes in and comes yeah. goes, and then like he has a little bit of a, a moral compass in whatever way he wants to do it. It's a twisted right. moral compass, but yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. The Cheshire Cat has yeah. a twisted moral That's compass true. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mikey loves Alice in Wonderland, guys. Can you tell? <laughs> he really <laughs> loves it a lot. No, I love Alice in Borderlands. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Okay. I don't know what that is either. Really? Okay, so 
would I? How would I? Massive Netflix series. Yeah. Eh. Also, I spent all the time, all my time watching yeah. fucking anime for you guys. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. Dragon Ball Z is sick, eh? I mean, when it's done, <laughs> maybe. All right, so we pivot from him and Jiko in their cute little hangout in the cave, and we meet uh, Princess Mononoke or Sa- San. And she's with her white wolves, and she's fighting Lady Eboshi and her army on, like, the side of a burned-up mountainside, Mm -hmm. and it's raining. And I'm like, in what movie is this the backdrop for your first fight scene? Mm -hmm. Like, how brilliant Mm -hmm. that it's so unique and original and so integral to the plot that this is where it's happening, right? Um, The wolf gets shot in the neck and burned all in one big quick shot, and Eboshi quickly is like, oh, she's immortal. That's not going to kill it. And you're like, oh, okay, so these aren't just wolves. Mm -hmm. Something's going on here. Um, further down the stream after this battle, Ashitaka is like hanging out and he like pulls two injured dudes out of the river. And while this is happening, he sees San and the wolves across the stream, like kind of like, you know, gathering and like, re- you know, uh, regrouping, whatever. She's sucking the blood from the wolves. Yes. Wound, and he jumps <laughs> on a rock and he's like, I'm Ashitaka and I want to help the world and I'm a good guy. Will you help me? And she just goes, leave and saunters into the woods with her wolves. Yeah. yeah. Which is it's such like, a fucking I don't moment. I fucking dude. know you. Yeah. Her, her yeah. answer is literally just leave. Yeah. Get out of here. Um, and he's like, okay, well, nothing I can do about that. So he grabs the injured dudes and heads into the woods, and this is where we first see our motherfucking Kodama, mm-hmm. who are like, I don't know, icons in the anime world. Like, yeah. Legendary. Mascots, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Unbelievable. Um, a little rattling. Yeah. I Adorable. love those guys. I have, well, I have my little Ghibli, um, bonsai, bonsai tree, tree that I, like, put all, like, Ghibli characters in, and Adorable. I have the Kodamas everywhere. It's so cute. As they should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so we're told they're <laughs> tree spirits, and the one yeah. dude who's still conscious is freaking the fuck out. He's scared of them, mm-hmm. and Ashitaka is like, "No, it just means the forest is healthy." And they head in, and they end up at the pools. Mm-hmm. Um, we get this like epic scene as he's slow scanning the pools as he's trying to like heal these like injured, half dead fucking soldiers or whatever. And he's it's a pan, it's panning across, panning across, panning across. It stops, then it zooms. Okay, into the woods, and between two trees, you see a herd of deer, deer. slowly, slowly mm-hmm. walking, 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 walking. One of them stops as the other ones are still passing in front of it. Mm-hmm. Then they're gone, and you see it. It's different. It's the fucking deer god, dude. Uh, or in the dub, the forest spirit, depending forest on which spirit, one you watch. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all dub guys. Well, I've seen this in dub. We're, sure. <laughs> we're all dub guys. We're all dub guys. Regardless, Anyways, it is fucking bad. It's the forest spirit, it is, and it's it, so sick, yeah. dude. But like it's not like when he actually presents himself. Yeah. Holy later on, fuck. like when he gets like, close, you mean later? Yeah, when you get to actually see his face like properly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah God yeah, damn that design. So, woo! Okay. Yeah. So when uh, he sees it for the first time, his arm starts going nuts, and he plunges it into the pools mm-hmm. just on instinct, and that's not even helping. It has to literally pass out a frame for his arm mm-hmm. to chill out, which is like, hmm, mm-hmm. something's going on there. <laughs> um, okay, so we pivot again to what in the sub is called the Ironworks, and the dub is called Iron Town. Mm-hmm. We're all dub guys, so we're going to call it Iron Town. <laughs> okay, fine. Dub guys, uh, <laughs> which is another wow shot because you see yeah. the city, and it's like the spikes sticking out of the side of the hill, yeah, walls, it... buildings, waterworks. It's really like kind of like a, a a fortress at that point. Totally, yeah. and it's a bustling town. There's people walking around, working, mm-hmm. you know, selling, buying. There's markets and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that the women all work the bellows, and the men all fight and forage and farm and like mm-hmm. leave the town. We also find out that the women are all freed slaves, mm-hmm. which is kind of setting up the whole Iboshi is for the people vibe. Yeah, you know what I mean. She's all about just helping people. Mm-hmm. 
Leader right? of the Misfits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It also kind of leads into the the uh, kind of like mentality of the girl, of the women in the city. Like they're all kind of like mouthy, kind of yeah. like they've seen some shit. Well, yeah, you know they've, I mean? they've gone through so much trauma, and then yeah. they're freed, and now they can be themselves. And so, and I also think they, you know, having gone through that, you don't really get the same kind of etiquette if you were brought up in like a like a really proper yeah. noble samurai family, right? They, and they all, you're right. That's the other thing is the disconnect from the samurais too, because yeah. these women all show up in like open housecoats. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like which is like that's unheard of in like that culture, right? Yeah, well, in, in the noble culture. That's what I'm sure. saying. Yeah, They're yeah. implying that this town is separate from that. You know yeah. what I mean? Except yeah. Eboshi, who is always in full kimono. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yes. she's in charge. Yeah. and she But she's dealing with the daimyo. She's dealing That's with right. the higher class people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Ashitaka shows up here with the two injured people. He's a hero. Eboshi explains to him basically that the board god had attacked them and that she shot it with a musket. And that's when we find out that the iron ball is a bullet. She Mm -hmm. also tells him that she's the one who burned the fucking forest up. Mm -hmm. And he's rattled at this. And his response is like, oh, that boar must have died full of hate. Aka, mm-hmm. fuck you. This is what I mean. Where it's yeah. like she, there's some. She does some villainous shit, man. Yeah, you're right. She's not a pure villain, but she yeah. definitely does some villainous shit. And this is where I'm saying it's like this whole movie isn't black and white like other movies, yeah. where yeah. it's just all gray. Yeah. Where where, yeah. where that's that is the reality of of this world, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. It, that's I think it's even though it is fantasy. Yeah. It's this is one of the movies that are is so much more like philosophically and I. Ideology, like ideologies, are more grounded in the real world. Yeah, very mm-hmm. much so. Yeah. It's everyone's Take just trying to forest. do the best for their people. Take yeah. out the forest spirits, and there is nothing fantastical about this yeah. movie. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just life on Earth. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, she then takes him to the lepers who make mm-hmm. all her weapons, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting that she doesn't let the rest of the town people in on that process. I don't know what that means or what that says, but it's just very interesting that mm-hmm. that's a very enclosed process, making the weapons, right? Yeah. Um, well, we... I wonder, like, just, just to speculate on, on a little bit, but I wonder because you're you're using, like, you know, gunpowder and things like that, right? Like, Let the people who are already going to die deal with the stuff that might kill you? Yeah, right? Yeah, fair <laughs> like, enough. You know what I mean? Send the elderly into the radioactive zone? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I get you. Right? Like, like, but but it, it's it's one of those things. Like, if I was an elderly person, yeah. right? I've, yeah. I've had my time here on Earth, Yeah. right? I'm going to go do the more dangerous thing so that sure. the people that are younger than me have more time. You're probably right. Mm. Um, the one really roughed up leper, leper who literally like can't sit up mm. starts like from the corner <laughs> and yeah. he's making a case for Eboshi. The same case we already know is being made for her is that like she's for the people. He's like, mm. she touched our skin. You know what I mean? She cares about us. You know what I mean? She provides for us. Nobody else did that for us. And so in these moments, you're getting this like, you know, Arguably, the villain—they're setting up for a villain, but you're like, why don't I hate her? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's very—it's very diluted the whole mm-hmm. v- villainous antagonist situation here. Well, it's when you sympathize with your antagonist, right? They're making a heavy case for that sympathy, right? Big so. time. Uh, meanwhile, the ape spirit starts showing up on the mountainsides, and Abosi's just shooting at them. Yep. And her reason for shooting at them is they plant trees. They're trying to take back the mountain, so I'm trying to shoot them, so they mm-hmm. leave. Which, again, is back to like, okay, I just stopped hating her, and now I kind of hate her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, so then we get Ashitaka's thirst trap, where he heads into the bellows with his shirt off, 
and mm-hmm. it takes like six girls to push this one bellows. And he's like, rah, rah, rah. and then he goes, and what a nice guy goes. This is really hard work. <laughs> so funny. Uh, love that scene, yeah. and I love him. Yeah, there you um, go. So then he suddenly senses that sound is coming. He can like feel it, right? And she's storming the castle. You get that cool scene where the wolf runs up against the spikes and launches her up over the walls. Yes. Brilliant. Amazing. Who thinks of that, man? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Who thinks of that? Uh, and the way she moves, too, is super quick, like a wolf almost, right? The way she mm-hmm. runs through town. Oh, it's. A, I mean, she kind of ducks down, right? Yeah. And then, like, runs, kind of does that ninja run, right? That, that, yeah, <laughs> that, that all the nerds used to do when I was younger <laughs> with their arms behind them. Yeah, well, we still do them now. At Area 51. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do do that, don't we? <laughs> But, nice. but but there is a dynamicness to that type of running, though, yeah. right? Like especially in animation, for sure, right? It, it gives off a much more, uh, a much larger feeling and a much faster pace in the movie. Yeah. It's also animalistic as fuck. Yeah, exactly. for sure. That's, that's a good. That's yeah. a good way to describe Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So she's up on the roof. She's kind of making a stand. She gets shot at. Iboshi shoots at her, and she comes crashing down. Ashitaka also like kind of tries to save her in this moment. Mm-hmm. She ends up on the ground. She's fighting Ashitaka with knives, which is dope because mm-hmm. she's like fuh, 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 super quick. Mm-hmm. Eh, 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 yeah, eh. Exactly. <laughs> Not quite like that. Okay. Yeah. But more like. <laughs> no. Uh, Anyways, okay. So she then has to uh, face off with a boshi. She ends mm-hmm. up in the middle, and the townspeople all surround them, and they're all like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is where you get a little. Eh, eh. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of that. Um, suddenly, Ashitaka, who's outside of the circle of viewers, his curse starts like powering up. Mm-hmm. Like it's like growing all around him, and he just casually waltzes into the fight, takes them both out with gut shots. He's like, oh. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> they're both passed out. He carries San out of there, yeah. and as he's walking out, he gets shot right through the chest, Pew, yeah. right through him. And everyone, he literally just walks out of the castle. Everyone else's mouths open, and Iboshi's passed out because yeah. he punched her in the gut, and no one does anything about it. But he just walks out of there. I think this is also another reason why you like Ashitaka so much because it's the classic. You have, you know, two sides that are in conflict with one another, yeah. and then you have the one person who's trying to be like, no, the com- conflict. And warring is bad, and we should be, you know, there's better ways of yeah, doing dude. it, right? He's like, like, no one's dying here today. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, when we were younger and we were like at bars and some asshole mouthed up to my friends, and then they were like facing off fighting, I was the guy who would stand in between two guys and be like, no one's fighting here right now. Okay. <laughs> we're going to leave. You're going to go your way. This fight's not happening. Yeah. I'm Ashitaka. <laughs> yeah, you definitely are. I have seen that happen. Right? <laughs> we, we have been in many of those situations. I've, I've been San. <laughs> you have been, yeah, 100% with your shirt off. And I've been, this is not happening right now. Oh, my and God. And what happens? Usually, the fight, if I'm there, the fight's probably not happening. Yeah. If I'm not there, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely, yeah. I definitely had my shirt off that one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he just walks out of there, and then at one point he passes out, and then she wakes up, and immediately the wolf just bites his head. And like, Can I eat it? And she's like, yeah. No, stop. And then when he wakes up, this is another moment that kind of sucks. He, he wakes up and goes, "You're beautiful." And I was like, <laughs> ah, I know. Yeah, but <sighs> I, be- I mean, it's it's acceptable. I, I believe him saying it. Yeah. What I don't like is that it has such an impact on her. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That I thought was kind of lame. How, what, why wasn't the impact? I just carried you out of your death. 
carried you away from your certain death. I don't know. I, I kind of believe that it would have a lot of impact, especially at a young age when she has zero contact with other humans. She believes she's a, a um, you know, a wolf, essentially, but she's seeing somebody of the opposite sex that she's probably attracted to, too. And she's maybe a, not right. And maybe not. But like, we don't have any reason at this point to believe that she's reciprocating his attraction. She yeah, might fuck true, a wolf true. instead. Well, I'm, I'm sure she would. But like maybe what did. I'm saying, this is how we how wolf children started. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I understand what you mean. Like it would be impactful yeah, for yeah, her yeah. Right? to have that interaction. Yeah. But my mentality is it might be impactful or she might just not give a single fuck yeah. Yeah. what this nerd has yeah. to say about how she looks. Mm -hmm. And up yeah. until that point, her character lent me to believe that she, she doesn't give a fuck what this guy thinks yeah. is yeah. beautiful or not. Saving as long him. as the thing he thinks is beautiful is the forest, yeah. and he vows to protect it. <laughs> not <laughs> her. Yeah. That, I'm just saying, it just felt like a little bit of a out-of-character moment. For, mm -hmm. yeah. And maybe that's endearing for some mm -hmm. people. They're like, oh, wow, they're breaking out of their savagery for two seconds. It struck me as sweet. odd, too, for the record. But for me, I was she's like, connecting to her humanity. That's what I mean. You can take yeah. it one of two ways. Yeah, yeah. For me, I don't like the humanity way. Uh, that's true. Yeah, me the, either. the reason why I agree, and you as well too, is probably because they don't really give you any other points in this movie where you need to think she's reconnecting with her humanity. Yeah. That's she's not a wolf, really, man. That's not really yeah. her thing. You know what yeah. I mean? No, it's so not. So why here, and why because he thinks she's pretty? Yeah. Why is that yeah. what makes her human for a second? Because everybody knows that you're only worthy if men think you're beautiful. <laughs> Ugly people aren't humans, is what we're trying to say, right? If you want a woman to trust you, tell her she's beautiful, even if it's a lie. We don't actually believe that, guys, just in case. No, but, may but maybe in 1997, Miyazaki yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what, though? That's not, not a bad point, because back then it was really problematic. I actually believe that that's probably the case. Literally, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a joke. No, that's probably what's happening here. <laughs> Literally, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he, yeah, was a, he was an old man in 1997 yeah. with old man viewpoints. He's like, young yeah. boys need to fall in love with young yeah. girls. Yeah, very, what would make very, this young girl come to life? Traditional <laughs> views, no, yeah. for sure. If a man said she was yeah. beautiful. And it's an eye-rolling moment even now, however many times after I've watched this, I for still sure. am just like... Pff, I agree. Mm. Maybe the only Next. moment that mm. I rolled my eyes She about. doesn't need yes. this. All right. There, 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 there's, there's definitely 90s culture and feelings back sure. behind some of this but yeah all right anyway so she takes him back to the pools because now he's all fucking injured we get kodama again and every time i see them i'm like fuck yeah yeah um she's... i don't know what it is about kodamas that i just love them so they're much. They're, they're peak just... whimsy in a peak whimsical movie yeah but it's not like just that it's just it's so weird because there's there's such a simplistic yeah um like design but just so effective one of them has a weird butt yeah, or when they're like sitting, yeah, and sitting down and like yeah. couching sometimes. Like, they're just... hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, they're let's move cute. on. Okay, <laughs> all right. Fucking Kodamas, man. Okay, so she's... sorry, was... you guys were just getting way too deep on that. Hey, there's a lot to talk about here. They're just like sitting. Yeah, one of them has a butt, and the way they sit with their butts. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. <laughs> okay, let's move. So she sets him up with what we assume is an offering for the deer spirit. It's a plant. Uh, we start to notice there's bones everywhere, and I'm thinking, mm. is this the wolf prey? Because we're, we think they live there. That's been established. Or is it the deer god? I don't know. There's bones everywhere. Mm. It's fucking strange. Then we see the fucking Nightwalker, another fucking iconic mm -hmm. piece of whimsical art from this movie. The design of that thing is that, like... 
is brilliant. Mm-hmm. It, it's so stark different than anything we had seen in the yeah. movie to that point. Or any movie, I it, would it, say. It feels yeah. like it's it's from a different movie or a different yeah. world altogether. It, yeah. like, like, oddly to say, like, alien for this alien. movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, like, the closest thing that we have seen to that was the, the big spider monster at the beginning. Exactly. Which right? I think, but, if we didn't have that, yeah. would have made this slightly weird, but the fact that we had that yeah. makes this goddamn perfect. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I feel like also like because it's the night, yeah. right? It has to be that big. Oh you, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean because it's it, it encompasses so much. And the, also just for art's sake alone, the fact that you get that wide shot with the tops of the mm-hmm. trees and it's way above them, dude. Mm-hmm. Ka- just ka- kaiju vibes. along, kaiju yeah. vibes, yeah, it's amazing. Kaiju vibes. While yeah. it's walking along too, also we get a bunch of kodama start rattling on the tops of the trees. They're the sickest shit. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> Hold on, let's talk about... <laughs> They're amazing, man. I love them. Anyways, uh... it approaches and it turns back into its deer form, which happens again uh, every day when the sun comes up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it approaches Ashitaka and heals him, although the healing moment happens almost as if in a dream because the background and all the forest disappears and he's just in blackness. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the symb- symbolism of that is, but regardless, it's goddamn beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, while all this is going on, we find out Jiko and a bunch of hunters are dressed in bearskins, and we find out that they've been hired by the emperor to take the deer god's head. Mm-hmm. Because not only does Iboshi want to eliminate the forest spirits and all the animals, but the emperor is like, "Yeah, get the fuck, get these things the fuck out of here." Mm-hmm. Um, he also believes that it'll grant him immortality. Yes, yeah, that's the big exactly. One. And so he's paying. I think that's part of the reason why Iboshi's after the head too, right? Mm-hmm. Because she wants the money from him too, yes, right? Absolutely. And maybe like for them to stop attacking. I was going to say the protection mm-hmm. more than anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's it's the showing of the greed in human, yeah, in humans, right? Yeah, because um, Asano and his his men are just causing way too much grief for Iron Town. So, yeah, yeah, um, which gets crazier later, but we'll get to there. So, yeah. a boar god, a different boar god, finds its way into the forest, and it's pissed the fuck off that the deer god saved Ashitaka, who's a human, mm-hmm. and not the other boar god who died earlier. He's like, why does this thing choose a human and not my brother? Basically, mm-hmm. right. And there's this whole argument, and we find out that basically all the animals, the boars, the wolves, the apes, and the humans are all kind of against each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, n- no one's getting along right now. Everything's fucking crazy. We also find out that Moro, the wolf god, also has the poison because she got shot earlier. She's, right. she's dying too, mm-hmm. which is like kind of sad. Super sad. Um, the boars decide to head out into an attack, but we know they're heading directly into a trap. Mm-hmm. But the way they fucking gather their troops and with the war paint it uh, is fucking yeah. craziness, man. Um, San decides to go off to help them. Moro tells her she has this moment with her where she's like, hey, you know, there's a life for you with Ashitaka. You don't have to go this direction, which is kind of a crazy moment for her because mm-hmm. she's got San already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She doesn't need to tell her that. But she understands that, like, okay, this is a human girl, and, like, she could choose to go the other way. She doesn't. No. Obviously. But uh, respect to Moro for giving her that moment where she yeah. can choose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's the autonomy, right? Like, yeah. respecting her autonomy and what she believes in and who she really is because she knows she's not actually a wolf. Yeah. She calls right. her her daughter, and, like, they have that relationship. But mm-hmm. also, she's, like, in the end, like, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. Everything's fucked up. Mm-hmm. If you want to go with this dude, like, you probably... It'll probably go well for you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, nah. Nah, 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 nah. Okay. Meanwhile, while this is happening, Ashitaka heads back to Iron Town. He has this wicked fucking scene, dude, where he's on Yakul. They leap over the goddamn samurai mm-hmm. right into the water mm-hmm. and sw- and start swimming, which uh, maybe one of my favorite moments in the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just memorable. 
Um, we find out the ladies and the lepers are defending the city from the samurai, mm -hmm. and Eboshi and the men are out there after the deer god and the forest tribes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. and everything's going crazy. So we get this crazy boars versus the hunter army. The boar god, like the big old gray guy, is dying. Mm -hmm. He's old as hell. The hunters are all in the boar skins of the army that has been massacred off screen. We see yes. a couple of explosion shots. Um, they're you all know, dead. It didn't go well. Yeah, it didn't, didn't go, go well. well. Yeah. And then you see them scurrying around like yeah. on a, like yeah. with the skin on. It's fucking creepy. And he thinks it's his army because he's yeah. losing it. He's like, my army, we're going to go get them. And yes. Sans like, no, stop. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, he's also got the curse and the fucking weird gelatinous worms are coming out of him. San gets stuck in them mm -hmm. and knocked out in there. Uh, a cr bunch of crazy shit's all happening at the same time. Mm. Uh, Ashitaka tells Iboshi about the attack on Irontown, and she just chooses not to go back. She's like, no, the ladies and the lepers will be fine. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> can, For a person they... who's all about humanity protection. and yeah. protection of her town, she's like, nah, they'll see, be all right. See, see this is where, where I kind of disagree with you, because if for a woman like that yeah. who has trained all of her you know that town and has protected the town but it's not just protection yeah right it's it's about teaching them how to be independent how to survive yeah. right yeah you got to put trust in them so that you can take care of other things so that they can protect the town right it's because it can't always they can't always rely on her because yeah. she may not always be there i mean you're right she, right? she won't always right sometimes she's got to go talk to the fucking emperor or some shit yeah. who knows right yeah you're right um yeah can I just say one of my Dude, favorite yeah. fucking parts of this movie is when the fucking wolf head yeah. Yeah, just, <laughs> just rips her arm off, off, dude, yeah, out of nowhere. That dude is fucking amazing. Woo! Amazing, dude. I'm fucking, I was we like, were yes. about to get to that. We're I close, know. yeah, okay. <laughs> man, man sat through 82 minutes of this episode, couldn't wait two more minutes. Oh, but that's right. classic Mikey. I'll yeah, get us there. I agree. Yeah. It's okay. a great scene. <laughs> so uh, the wolves start taking out the hunters yeah. and the boar skins. They come and attack. Moro comes face to face with the boar god she gets san out of his fucking cursed worms and shit like yeah. that uh, meanwhile while all this is happening the deer god just saunters up to the action just wander like literally stepping across the pond ashitaka is in the water mm -hmm. yeah uh, while it's walking, Iboshi shoots it through the neck. Mm -hmm. It does almost nothing to it. Yeah. It sinks into the water just a little bit, right next mm -hmm. to Ashitaka, and then steps back up on top of it. Mm -hmm. And we're all like, whoa! Yeah. Because also, the sound cuts out for a second, mm -hmm. which is fucking brilliant. Yep. When the, the use of silence in any movie, brilliant. when it's done right, and Woo! in certain scenes, it's just so impactful. Big I time. always feel like it's a vacuum. Big time. Right? Right? Like, it just sucks. Yeah. You, like, you're, you're almost your soul. It's my right? breath, dude. When it happens, yeah. I go, <gasps> yeah. and I'm silent, too. Yeah. Until the sound comes back. It's so good. Yeah. Okay, so the deer god comes in and kind of mercy kills both the boar and what you think is Moro. Moro. They're both dead. Yeah. Um, then it slowly starts turning into the night walker. While it's transforming, Iboshi fires again. Snakes the head clean off. Yeah. Swink. Oh, right God. in the neck with one shot. Yeah. Suddenly, black goo of death starts spreading everywhere. Just blah, 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 blah. Kodama start falling from the trees. I'm crying because I love them so much. <laughs> They're the best ever. Uh, yeah, you insensitive piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, love Kodama <laughs> like we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I do um, now. Jiko grabs the head of the motherfucker. <laughs> you guys are really, I don't really like him. He's kind of fun. And I'm like, I know what this guy does. <laughs> He's a little fucker. Jiko? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he grabs yeah, the yeah, head. He is. he is a little fucker. You're right, yeah. dude, actually. You're yeah. right. He, like I said, he's a Cheshire cat, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so he grabs the head. Meanwhile, this is when Moro's sever head snakes through the black goo of death. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> grabs the arm off Hiboshi. Uh, so fucking it is good. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. I, I was like, I, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, what? Yeah. Whoa. What the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A severed head. Yeah. yeah. Severed wolf head. Yeah. yeah. How is it moving? Yeah. yeah. It's just it's swimming, swimming like a swimming yeah. like a snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so the Nightwalker, while this is happening, is transforming into this weird creamy uh, creamy, creepy. <laughs> kind of creamy. A creepy demon nightwalker. Yeah. It's got liquid dripping hands of death, like reaching down, reaching, reaching. It's it like mushrooms over the top ta- and the hands drip down. Yes. And they're reaching for the head, basically. Mm. Pretty fucking scary. Yeah. yeah. The fucking gooey death starts descending on Iron Town, which we find out that the people have evacuated just in time, thanks to Ashitaka. They're sitting on the water, mm-hmm. which basically keeps them relatively safe. Um, San and Ashitako confront Jiko. There's a quick fight. We find out Jiko is agile, mm-hmm. can fight a little bit. Eventually, pretty quickly, they end up being like, no, we're giving the head back. They do. It's They lift it up. The fucking Nightwalker cranes its head down, splash, grabs its head, stands back up, and, and falls back down. <laughs> right into the water. Yeah. And it's because the sun came up. They yeah. just didn't quite get it in time, yeah. right? Um, which is like death for the Nightwalker. If mm-hmm. it doesn't transform back, I guess that's it, right? Mm-hmm. In theory, that's the that's the implied. Uh, that's the implied, right? Idea, so the right? W- there's like a wind that destroys Iron Town, but mm-hmm. also somehow saves it because it puts out all the fires mm-hmm. that the the samurais had set in the town. Gives them a clean slate, exactly. Yeah, which and lines then, up with Aboshi's plans, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then the green starts growing back on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And uh, the curse is cured from Ashitaka and San, who also ended up with the curse there at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of we're like at the end here, right? Mm -hmm. And they have this moment where everything's clearing up and San and Ashitaka are talking and San's like, you know, I can never forgive the human race for what they did. I'm not I'm not a human. I'm Mm -hmm. going back to the woods. And he's like, "Okay, cool. No worries. He's like, <laughs> he's like, don't worry about it. I'll, All right, I, chill, chill, yeah, chill. I'm going to go to uh, Iron Town and help them rebuild because I am human. Mm. But, you know, we'll visit each other. Yeah. yeah. And they go off their separate ways. Yeah. Yep. Jiko literally is just like, ah, I give up and <laughs> walks off somewhere. <laughs> That's his ending. He's a fucker. Yeah. And the very last thing you see yeah. is a Kodama mm. just appears and rattles once and everything is right in the world. Yeah, buddy. Yes. And I'm a happy boy. And that's the motherfucking mm-hmm. end. Because uh, I, yeah, that's it's it's such a beautiful end. So and good, it, and it's so nice because it's you kind of get the balance back in in a certain way, right? Yeah, right. Because if San is in the forest and uh, Ashitaka is in Iron Town, he knows how to respect everyone. If he's going to start taking, yeah, helping and yeah, right, and influencing them. Because in a way, I think we had San and Iboshi as counterpart characters. But because of character growth, mm-hmm. we end up with San and Ashitaka as counterpart characters in the end because mm-hmm. San realizes there's like, you know, I can't say fuck all humans. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, there's got to be harmony. And Ashitaka's like, yeah, I've been arguing for human and woods harmony this whole time. Yeah. And Iboshi, like, nobody cares about Iboshi anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Iboshi completed her character arc by vowing to make Iron Town better. Exactly. Yeah. And, and to just not make the same mistakes that they fell into in the past, which, mm-hmm. which evolves her as a character out of what she was this entire movie, yeah. which was simply the uh, counterpart to San. Exactly. Mm. You know what I mean? She's yeah. evolved beyond that now. She's yeah. not just the opposite of San. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now she, she's fallen into what she thought she was before, a true and altruistic She's ruler. idealized her yeah, character. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 
You know, yeah. there's a, a really fun idea that I like to play with once in a while. Yeah. When I think of Ghibli movies, specifically this one where um, Aboshi yeah. um, is actually uh, the girl <laughs> who gets swept away in Spirited Away. The girl who gets swept away. No, no, no. So, so you know how in in Spirited Away, like uh, the main girl, I can't remember her name. Right Sen. Now. Sen. So not Sen. 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 Well, Sen. They call her Chen, but it's Chihiro. 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 Yeah. yeah. Right. But her like older sister mentor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You think that's a Boshi? Yeah. Maybe. Because they kind of have that same demeanor. Yeah, right? but you'd have like cross-dimensional time. Yeah. But but but, but 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 if she, but that place uh, the time in in that realm is very different. You're right. It is. I don't know. Realm. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Because she could have been there for like thousands the of spirit years. world or whatever. Yeah. We will get into a Spirited Away crossover that we talked about in our Spirited Away episode on our next episode. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> when we do Grave of the Fireflies next week. Is there a crossover in that? Well, one? there might be. Mm. Oh, cool. We talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we talked. I, I vaguely Did remember we? us talking We're about gonna it. We're going to say it. But yeah, anyway. It's in the forefront of my brain. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, cool. what he's saying he's, is Jordy's going to bring it up. <laughs> cool. Yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can be senpai while I cry my fucking eyes out that whole episode. <laughs> I w- will also be crying. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Jordy, what do you give this, bud? Guys, this is 10 out of 10. You're giving it a 10? Yeah, dude. You're giving this is are you giving things a ten? We don't yeah, give dude. tens. I do. This this movie, dude. <laughs> we don't give tens. You don't give tens. <laughs> no, Mikey. we don't give tens. I know I've said that before. You said ten. Yeah, yeah. You, you said ten. I immediately turned to Mikey just to watch <laughs> how he was gonna react um, to that. I just this has been one of my favorite movies my entire life, dude. Yeah. Top five films. Which is weird <laughs> because how am I the guy that sits at this table in this show? <laughs> While this movie sits in my top five films of all time. Yeah, that's true. It's because very strange, right? Yeah, your whole thing is how skeptical you are that anime is as great as I think or we think it is. And I still yeah. am that guy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not faking anything up here for anybody. But yeah. like, this movie is goddamn brilliant, dude. Well, we also spent 30 minutes off the top talking about how this movie was bigger than anime. And, yeah, and yeah had that's true. And influence far beyond anime. Yeah, so. that's yeah. true. So I think if there was any animated Japanese film to be in your top five as a non-anime fan. It's this mm. one, maybe. I, it's hard to think. Maybe Akira, maybe Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, yeah those two are Might are be in me. the mix for yeah. non-anime fans. Perfect Blue, even, as well. For, if, if they even If you were, find it. Exactly. If yeah. you find right? it. But, yeah. like, the other ones are a lot easier to find. For sure, yeah. You know? For mm-hmm. me, the other factor, too, is not only is this, like, a near-perfect movie, but because it exists in my past, nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nostalgia is huge. It plays yeah, in for it me. Does, it does play a big yeah. part. Yeah. So ten out of ten, motherfuckers. Wow. wow. The first and yeah. probably only time that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. You guys hey, heard man. it here first. You can you, yeah. you can confidently say this is by far your favorite anime film. Period. Anime title, film, TV show, whatever. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. Without, wow. without crazy. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad it's, you can say it's that. It's gonna yeah. be so interesting. Like when like the further on we go with this, to see if there's anything that even comes close to to that. Yeah. Like even if you give it like a nine point nine, there's something. What we'd have to do is like do a perfect dark episode in like five years, <laughs> then it might get a ten out of ten. Okay. Because perfect it, blue, perfect, perfect blue. blue, yeah, perfect blue, perfect, perfect dark. dark is ten out of ten video yeah. game. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I love it. it it's a great game. Golden no, Eye was ten out of ten. Perfect Dark was like a fucking five out of ten. Video We're gonna game. argue about this off the <laughs> okay. uh, mic. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. All right, what about you, Jay? Um, this is a nine five. I, I believe that's what I gave Spirited Away as mm-hmm. well. And uh, you know, I, I put 
you know, I put this up there with the best of the best mm. of animated anything, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it stands on its own, even just as a cinematic, you know, film mm-hmm. outside of animation. It's required viewing, uh, truly. If, if, if I've ever said required viewing on this fucking podcast, I mean it the most right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you have to fucking watch this. This and Akira. And Akri- Ghost in the Shell. Akira. <laughs> Akira. <laughs> this and Akira. <laughs> this and Akira. Yeah. Akira and uh, Ghost in the Shell. Must we're, watch. We're, ti- we're, 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 we're tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mikey, what's your score, dude? I'm going to give this a 9.6 just because. <laughs> okay. That's a spite point one. That's definitely a spite point one. I don't know what I deserve that. But I don't know, but it's clearly for you. It's definitely aimed at me, dude. <laughs> Okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> very, very good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Please remember, we are doing Grave of the Fireflies next week. Uh, oh. And we are doing our giveaway, so enter, just Hold like on. I said. Hold on. Before the giveaway yeah. stuff, Grave of the Fireflies. Guys, if you were about to put this on for the first time just know what you're in anticipation into. of our episode next week, Please just be prepared, okay? No, don't prepare yourself. Just watch it. Mikey, Going cold. You masochistic <laughs> fuck. He, don't listen to Mikey. I'm being your friend here, guys. Okay. Mikey's also your friend. He's just problematic. <laughs> I'm not problematic. <laughs> I'm just a little more fun. <laughs> guys, there is an emotional depth to Grave of the Fireflies that I don't think it's possible to be ready for. Uh-huh. But do your best. Take care of yourself, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see you here next week for that. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Giveaway. Yeah. We're doing a fucking giveaway. Yeah. Yes. Happiness. Happiness. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like Long I said, time. you got to go to each one of our um, social. So YouTube, uh, Instagram, or TikTok. You You'll see enter. it there. We'll, yeah. we'll have it posted up. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Where can people find you, Jordy? At Reaching In on Instagram. Sweet. And you, Jay? At hangar.91 on Instagram and hangar91.bigcartel.com. Sweet. And you can also go donate to Never Not Kittens. They're a kitten meow. rescue. And Meow Meow Nickel. The cutest yeah. of all. Uh, anything helps. Um, Lisa and, is the kitten god from yes. the woods of Princess Mona. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> the Neko god. Neko yeah. kam, Kamisama. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can yeah. find me at Shmanime Pod on Instagram and TikTok and also Korean Barbecue 86 on Instagram. Also join the Discord. It's fun. Do it up. Um, yeah. thanks, thanks, guys. Love you. We love you. See ya. Kodama, kodama. I love you all. Bye bye. I don't like those. <laughs>